Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, we will talk to Kurt Schilling. We'll check in with Schilling, who's down south now, who got out of New England. We'll ask him why he felt like he had to get out of here. And uh, we'll ask him why he hates the Red Sox owner so much. And uh, we'll talk to him about his addiction issues he had toward the end of his Red Sox career, a story I had never heard. Also, there's a big rally Tomorrow in Hopkinton, Mass., a bunch of uh, race hustlers led by Monica Cannon Grant will be uh, using the tragic death of a young girl in Hopkinton to uh, get attention. We'll tell you about that. Turtle Boy outs the worst person in the world. LeBron sort of apologizes, not to the person he should apologize to, but uh, we'll give you the latest on that as well on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment, 
lower your interest rate or bold applying is easy and the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from dcu learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance insured by ncua membership required all right colleen let's go this is the jerry callahan podcast at radio, they used to call this a uh, vertical tease or a horizontal tease or some kind of tease. I don't know. They used to talk about teases nonstop. That was some some program directors. That was their whole job to say tease, stick to the clock, you know, do the weather, do the time, traffic. Uh, obviously, absolute morons who didn't know what they were doing. But they would say tease if you had got something. And I, I'm going to do a, a vertical tease for tomorrow because tomorrow's a big day. It's a big day in our guy Turtle Boy's life. He has been uh, talking and tweeting about this case in Hopkinton for a while. Uh, there is, uh, and, and it's, it's, it is going to get dicey. I'm just going to predict. It's a very tragic case. Michaela Miller, a 16-year-old girl from Hopkinton, uh, committed suicide last month. I'm sure when it happened, her family was devastated, her friends, the town, but uh, they didn't know that the storm was coming, and the storm is the race hustlers are on their way. Um, Monica Cannon Grant, uh, Turtle Boy's buddy, is organizing a rally tomorrow in Hopkinton, demanding answers. I mean, there was an investigation. They determined it was a suicide. Not good enough because these these people, <coughs> Monica Cannon Grant, Ayanna Presley's tweeting about it. Ibrahim Kindi, the, the big scam artist, the flim flam artist from BU. Uh, he's now tweeting about it, and obviously none of them has any idea what they're talking about. There was a meeting in Hopkinton last night to um, from the select board, by the select board, to, to, to uh, discuss the planned demonstration, which is organized by Black Lives Matter. And their uh, uh, meeting tomorrow afternoon, as Turtle Boy points out, 4.30 in the afternoon of an impossible time for people who work for a living or have to deal with their children. These, as we know, Monica Cannon Grant, a professional demonstrator a professional agitator uh turtle boy has written about her many many times it's not going to be good they they have don't have the truth on their side but that doesn't matter we don't i mean that unless you got videotape uh like in the case of uh micaiah bryant there's only so much you could do in this case if you listen to the evidence uh, she had a uh what do we say no she got she got roughed up by kids yep. earlier hours in the day. before Hours before she died, those kids all had alibis. They should prove they weren't in the area when she died. Uh, they have the uh, the steps on her watch that prove she went from the spot uh, in her apartment complex to the to the tree where she hanged herself. The exact number of steps that they, they have that evidence. I mean, obviously, they did an investigation, but obviously, it's not good enough. If you're Monica Cannon Grant or Ayanna Presley, I mean, you're looking for an opportunity. I mean, this is a, it's your big chance. I'm not sure if it goes national. I'm not sure if our guy Turtle Boy will be uh, covering it, but we'll talk to him tomorrow because he had a huge week. Not only was there that, which we will follow tonight. We'll see how it all, so we'll follow the buildup and we will be all over it uh, tomorrow as uh, all the grifters head to Hopkinton, head to the starting line. That's where the rally is, the starting line 
of the marathon, if they actually started a race, how far would Monica Cannon Grant be able to go? You think she'd well, make it 100 boy. yards? Oh, boy. But I think all of her friends would help her get through it. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> woman is all over local television. Every chance they get it, to call her, I mean, they just hire her already. You know, it's, it's amazing. Happening. And they're so afraid of her. They'll give her whatever they want. They'll pretend she's legit. They will not call her out for the grifter she is. Turtle Boy is the only one that does that. And speaking of the only, I, I feel like I'm uh, kissing that weird Worcester blogger's ass a little too much, but he had uh, uh, a great blog yesterday, perfectly timed, just what you were looking for if you're following the news, the national news, by the way. What he did uh, was out, I think he was the first one, at least the first one in my timeline, in my world, and I pay pretty close attention to these things, Cullinane, but there I was. Let me see what time it was. Uh, uh, 17 hours ago, Turtle Boy had the blog with all the details and the photos of the woman, the worst woman in the world, the worst person in the world, the one who berated the cop in LA. That I've, I've never seen a video go as viral as that did. The woman in the white Mercedes who berated the cop, calling him a murderer because he pulled her over for using her cell phone. You probably saw it. It's disgusting. And then she finishes after berating him as a murderer and says she might get murdered and her kid might get murdered by this cop who could not have been more professional. Uh, then she just then she goes full racist and starts calling him a Mexican racist who wishes he were white. It, the whole thing is disgusting. She would be lying about it today if he didn't video it. The cop did it on his own. It wasn't even a body cam, but it was brilliant of him to get this all on videotape and uh, and give it to that Bill Malugan, the new Fox News uh, reporter, Bill Malugan from L.A. Um, obviously, we played it yesterday. We talked about it, uh, tweeted about it. Um, Turtle Boy has everything. He's got her name, her you know, her history, photos. Um, her name, I guess, her name is uh, Kalunda Jenkins, also known as Kalunda Ray Iwamizo, who's a professor at uh, Southern. What's the college called? Southern uh, Cal? Not La no. uh, Los Angeles Southwest College. Los Angeles Southwest, I believe, Community College. She's she brags about being a teacher. Of course, she wasn't, you know, in school or working. She's in L.A. And he actually has her pay. <laughs> she makes 99000 to teach this um, probably, what, two classes a week? Makes 99000 drives a Mercedes, and just berates this cop. I mean, we could play it, but I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it by now. No, but She's actually, you know, you say it went really viral, but it is it does show that it, you're in such a bubble on Twitter or on some of these websites because the reaction, I got a ton of people reaching out yesterday that hadn't seen or heard that video oh, yeah. until the podcast came out. So we, it's that video was just absolutely horrific. Horrific. I'm, I'm surprised it didn't make you know, national nightly news for everybody. Go, go ahead and play a, 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 a little bit of it. I mean, we played a lot yesterday, played the whole thing yesterday, but play a little bit of, and we'll uh, tell you what info, what holes uh, that uh, Turtle Boy has filled in on this story. Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me? Sure. Jay? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal and I'm a teacher. So oh. there. Congratulations. Murderer. You're a murderer. What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well, if here you, you stop, go, Stop murderer. shaking. Zoom in on that for no, me, No, because man. you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. Can you give me okay. the, the well, you, iPad, you, I'll tell you what, you keep smiling. Yeah, you're on camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I didn't not say smiling. That. You're the one who's crazy. Hold that still. I can't see that. Uh, is this your car? Yes, it is. Um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous? Yeah, is that what I don't that's think about? so. 
Be away from me right here, okay? You're jealous. All you need to do is get your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. There you go, ma'am. Sign inside for the red box a, right there. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. It's on the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. Have you, a good day. You want to be white so bad. There you go, dear. <laughs> Typically, human being. I mean, bum bum, exempting uh, you know uh, murderers and rapists. But as human beings go, that's the worst. She's the lowest of the low. Teaching, you know, stupid college students in L.A. and accusing the man of you know murder and being a ra racist when he cut her a break. She got a ticket for using her cell phone, which is great. But he could have given her other citations and didn't. She didn't have her license. I mean, he gave her a break. Could not have been more professional. I'm glad he released the tape. You know what's going to happen, by the way? They're going to—he's uh, going to get uh, disciplined for recording him himself, and or something. They'll come up with something he did, just like they always do. Blame the cops. See, I blame obviously this person, this grown-up. She has another name, by the way. If you want to follow her on Twitter, on Facebook, it's Callie Cross with a K K R O S S, uh, tweeting and and uh, Facebook and all about. Um, uh, reparations and Black Lives Matter, just the just the the worst of the worst, just total, you know, tweeting about the the evil police and all that in L.A., just an awful, awful person. But I blame the aforementioned Ayanna Presley and others, you know, Ibrahim Kindi, the other race hustlers, the other race baiters, who have a real impact. I mean, there's real animosity towards cops out there as we talked about yesterday and i've been i've been tweeting about it we see all the the video of people mocking police attacking police verbally and and videotaping them and trying to bait them into some kind of uh, uh debate uh, skirmish and and going with that we see cops like the one who mocked lebron he gets suspended he's he gets disciplined for just you know trying to be trying to be funny it was a pretty entertaining video but that's the atmosphere which has been created by my despicable congressperson, Ayanna Presley, who two weeks ago or a week ago said the cops in America have murdered 70 people since the verdict in the George Floyd trial, which is only two weeks, which is a flat out lie, but it doesn't matter. As long as you're Ayanna Presley, you never have to apologize. You never have to explain. Nobody follows it up. Nobody asks her. You know, what are you talking about here? She lied about the panic button in her office being disabled before the uh, January 6th riots. Absolute lie, but nobody cares. Obviously, the globe carries her water. The other media people are afraid of her. You're going to see that tomorrow. You're going to see that tomorrow, the way they cover this rally in Hopkinton. If they cover it at all, it'll, they'll, they'll, be, they'll take it seriously. They shouldn't. I mean, they should mock and ridicule these people who are just the worst kind of opportunists. They won't do that. They will treat it, again, like Monica Cannon grants some respected, you know, civil rights leader when she's nothing but a scam artist, as we know, as Turtle Boy has chronicled for a long time. These people should be mocked. They should be ridiculed. This is terrible what they're doing. They're using the mother of this child who took her own life. They're using the, the child. They're using the, um, the, the deceased 16-year-old who... <laughs> who clearly was troubled, who clearly had a bad time. I mean, she was bullied. She took her own life. It's tragic beyond words. I feel bad for a mother who's being used and playing into this, this charade. Michaela Miller's mother, I'm not going to uh, criticize her, but the people who are using her, beginning with Monica Cannon-Grant and, uh, and, and the whole 
whole bunch, Ayanna Presley, Joe Curtitoni, all these politicians who are exploiting this situation should be ashamed. It's disgusting. Um, but uh, we will keep track of that situation tomorrow. We'll have Turtle Boy in here to talk about it, give us the latest and the latest on the uh, did I say her name was again? I don't forget this worst person in the world. She's got a few names, but uh, Callie Cross, Callie uh, Jenkins. I'm going to try to shake him down and see how he gets this information because it literally makes me think there is only one turtle boy, not just obviously in Massachusetts, but in the country because it uh, makes me think somebody from the police department leaked it to him because I, don't, I honestly don't know where he would get it, right? Or, or, he, got, he got, if you haven't seen it yet, get check out at uh, uh, whatever it was, tbdailynews.com or go, uh, follow Turtle Boy on Twitter because he has Many photos of the woman, the the Fox News story, which was broken by this reporter, Bill Malugan, blurs out her face and blurs out the kid in the car, her kid, that poor child. They don't give her identity and they don't even let you see her face. Well, Turtle Boy goes to work, gets online, starts creeping, finds all kinds of photos and finds the unedited video where you could see her berating the cop without her face being blurred out. Now, Bill Malugan says he knows her identity. He said this on Fox, but he's withholding it for whatever reason. He has not decided to uh, to release her her name and and her identity, which I assume he will at some point. Why not? Why protect her? Well, you don't have to worry about that if you follow Turtle Boy. You can see it all there. You can see the uh, the unedited videotape where they're berating this poor cop, calling him a murderer. It's so bizarre because he doesn't do or say anything. To precipitate it, he just walks up to the car innocently because she is a danger to people on the road talking on her cell phone while driving. They should pull over more people for this. They should cite more people for this. It's not taken nearly seriously enough. I've told my story before, but I almost got killed by a 16-year-old kid a couple of years ago driving an 18-year-old car. I got T-boned up in Maine. I mean, split, hit just in front of my driver's side door. If it was three feet back i would no longer i wouldn't be here but she totaled my car i'm convinced she didn't like hit the brakes i was convinced she was on the phone and i asked the cop who was there doing the little investigation i said she was on the phone i mean obviously she didn't touch her brakes she didn't even slow down just he says yeah whatever i go i mean don't you investigate that she, he said only if there's a fatality i go so if i died you would get her cell phone records or, or grab her phone and he said, yeah, we don't, you know, don't really bother with it unless there's a fatality. So I couldn't prove she was talking on the phone, even though I'm 100% convinced she was talking on the phone, probably looking in the mirror at herself talking on the phone, but the cops didn't care because I didn't die. So anyway, we don't take it seriously enough. This cop did good for him for citing, um, God, I'm going to, she's got three different names. I'm not even sure which is the official name, Kalunda Jenkins or Kalunda Ray Awamuzu, professor, who is the worst person, the worst human being, the worst mother, the worst teacher in America. You can read all about it. You can see all about it at TB Daily News, and we'll fill in some blanks tomorrow uh, when Turtle Boy is here. <sighs> Couple more things. Hey, I got breaking I get... news, by the way. I know we're not live right now, but I got breaking news for you that Facebook, uh, their oversight board, is upholding the decision to ban Donald Trump. No. <laughs> so, now, I do think that the the decision will be revisited in six months, it appears, but there is a law. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. But it's uh, so, you will not be it's seeing so Donald bizarre Trump. when you sit there on Twitter and you see people like this, you know, people like Monica Cannon Grant or uh, 
uh, you know, Coon the Jenkins, or you see you know, whatever, uh, Farrakhan, or you see the worst, you know, you see just uh, the mullahs, the mullahs in Tehran, uh, you know, people who support whatever, Hitler, uh, you know, the Nazi it can be on Facebook, can be on Twitter, but the former president of the United States cannot. It's so bizarre that everybody can't agree that that's wrong, that there are people on the left, and we've talked about it many, many times. Glenn Greenwald, if you don't follow him, you should, because he writes about this every day, how insane it is that the liberals, alleged liberals, now support big tech tyranny. They now support censorship. They support silencing of dissent. It is the most disturbing development of the last year. Even, you know, even with the coronavirus, nothing is more frightening than the the support, the anti-free speech, the anti-First Amendment sentiment out there from the media, mostly but big tech and lots and lots of uh, people, voters, Americans who think it's A-OK to just ban people because they don't like them. I mean, Trump's not, you know, committing crimes. <laughs> you don't have to like him, but he should have a right to, I don't know, tweet. But he's going to come up with his own platform. I'm sure it's going to be. More, what's more likely to inspire violence of people to go on social media and post about an election possibly being stolen from you or to go on television and I guess social media at the same time and say that cops have murdered 70 people in the last week? Like, What, what would inspire you to take physical action? Like, Which one is more likely to do so? I would say the latter would probably be more likely to cause physical action or, or drive people to take physical action. That's just it, 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 well, it, it's true. It's amazing that like LeBron James doxed the cop essentially said, go get him to his 50 million followers. Not only is there no suspension or really no blowback. He doesn't, you know, no one that Nike says anything, no one at the NBA, Twitter doesn't even put a warning. I mean, if Trump did that to anyone, it could be the worst person. It could be, you know, it's a criminal. If he said, go get him. You know, immediately it'd be warnings and lights flashing and, and bans and suspensions, but it's okay for LeBron James to do it. It's okay for Ayanna Presley to essentially slander, defame every cop in the country, which says cops have murdered 70 people in the last two weeks. A blatant lie. It used to be, I remember the days, I'm old enough to remember when the media called out politicians who lied. Now you can't you know, lie about whatever your, your crowd size, obviously, or you're just, you're a despicable liar, but you can lie about the cops. You can say cops are murdering people. You could put a target on the backs of police officers. And it's okay. If you're the right, uh, if you're on the right side of the political spectrum, you can say anything. I don't know what, uh, Ayanna Presley has to say to get called out by anyone in the media. I guess she's not big enough, a big enough name to make it you know, on, on Tucker, on uh, Laura Ingram or whatever, but, and obviously everybody on the left supports her. The globe lies, you know, more than anyone. So they're all in bed. They don't mind if you lie to advance the political agenda, but you would think somebody would say, Ayana, could you give us some examples of these 70 police officers who have murdered people? And if she says Micaiah Bryant, then it's over. She's, she's lying. She's just another race baiting hustler. But answer me this, when cops pay a price. And in this case, it's just, you know, verbal abuse. But when someone takes a shot at the cop, like they did last year, the two cops in LA sitting in the cruiser, bang in the back of the head. Don't we blame the people who fueled this fire, who fanned these flames, who made the cops out to be racist murderers, killing 70 people in a week. The person who made that claim, who told that lie has to be held responsible 
when there is backlash against the police, when someone calls this good cop, this innocent cop in LA, a murderer. I mean, someone put that idea in this idiot's head. I, I say it's, you know, the whole cast of, you know, Sharpton and Benjamin Crump and Ayanna Presley lying about the police. And again, yeah, Ayanna Presley will come home and she'll have a police escort. She'll be at the airport and have a police escort. She'll be in the Capitol under siege by the insurrectionists and she'll be protected by the cops. And yet she can turn around and say, all cops are evil. They're all bastards. That's her, her sentiment. And if you want to think that, that's fine. But there has to be some pushback. Somebody has to say, show us, tell us. Can I see the panic button that was destroyed by the Capitol Police to make you more vulnerable, to make you, uh, to put your life in danger? Could you show me that? Could I take a picture of it? Could you tell me the names of just some of the 70 cops who've murdered people in the last week? We would like to investigate, but you won't. You could do anything, say anything, as long as you're in, you know, in with the right crowd. And I don't think Ayanna Pressey will be there tomorrow with Black Lives Matter and Hopkinton, but she will tweet her support. She'll say something supportive of these horrible people like Monica Cannon Grant, who are exploiting this child, the death of this child. It's despicable. It's disgusting. But the coverage will be largely, you know, positive or at least neutral. There'll be no criticism. There'll be no real spotlight saying, why are you doing this? They investigated. It's clear there were no other kids around her when she died. It's clear she committed suicide. It's awful. It's tragic. But why are you using her mother? Is it a fundraising scheme? It's just disgusting. And we all know it's disgusting. I just wish more people would call it out. Fortunately, our guy, Turtle Boy, is leading the charge, and we'll have all the details on this tomorrow. He'll fill in the blanks. It will be good because this is one of the most disgusting things. I mean, if it were true, just imagine this, if it were true that she was lynched by a bunch of other kids, if that were the story, um, it would be mm, the biggest story in the world. And I'm not kidding. It's in Hopkinton, Mass. The poor girl died last month, killed herself. She's going through a tough time. It's awful. It's tragic. Um, maybe there's a story there. Maybe the the, the, the lockdown, the shutdowns uh, contribute to it. Maybe it's just bad kids bullying another kid for whatever reason. There might be a really compelling story there, but they're going to lie because that's the way to get attention. And if they were right, if Monica Cannon Grant were right, if Ibrahim Kindi were right, it would be the biggest story in the world. I'm serious. The world, not the state, not New England, not America. Though It would be George Floyd all over again. But I don't even get it, though. Like, what are they rallying for? I mean, aren't, weren't they just rallying for uh, more investigation? Into, into yes, yes. And that's what's happening. But that's what's that's happening. True. That's right. <laughs> like uh, the uh, what's her name uh, Marion Ryan came out yesterday and said that's what she's going to do so the DA said that so I don't really know what this that would is. be like the the uh, Chauvin trial there would be you know riots there'd be looting there'd be rallies there'd be international press there would be cameras from everywhere uh, uh, descending on the starting line of the marathon where this rally is it would be huge but everybody knows if they do a little bit of homework it's just a ruse. It's just a, a show. They had a meeting last night. Do we hear, did we hear from the uh, 
board of selectmen who Other don't. Others have. Yes, I can. Sorry, that's just point. Yes, I can play uh, a little bit of this too. And Monica Cannon Grant makes an appearance in this news. Oh, report. does she? Oh, Good. Yeah, of course she does. Claimed she was murdered. Michaela was found tied to a tree, standing on her feet with a belt wrapped around her neck. The night before her death, investigators say Michaela had an altercation with four other teens, later telling police she had been assaulted. But the DA says cell phone data and surveillance camera evidence indicates they were not in the area when Michaela died. By implying some of these, these wretched implications, it has turned our town into a circus tonight. The select board held an emergency. I was a member of the select board there, and yeah, well, I'd say, good, uh, good for him. And he's he's just right. Started. He's right. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a circus. You know why? Because people are wherever they are in their in their neighborhood in their town. There's they look at these other rallies, whether it's Minneapolis or Kenosha or yeah, and they say, you know, I want to do that someday. I want to you know get out there and protest and have my voice heard. And they might not say, is this a worthy cause? Is this is this woman, Monica Cannon-Grant, telling the truth? They'll just say, no, I want to you know, demand justice. They don't have to look too deeply into the story to just say, I'm going to go out in the street and and uh, and, you know, demands you know, d demand. They meet our demands. It's just too bad. Too bad for Hopkinton that this scam artist, this group of grifters is coming to town. But uh, it's not going to be pretty, but hopefully they won't get any. Uh, get any bigger hopefully they won't get any more people to buy into their lies but we shall see okay a couple more things before we get to shill uh kurt Schilling is going to join us momentarily i don't want to play it because it's three minutes long but credit where credit's due caitlin jenner put out her first ad in her campaign for governor and it was spectacular again too long but she does a really good job of pointing out how california has gone to crap and uh, somebody has to uh, save it. I, it makes you think, because it costs a lot of money, time and energy to put this together, that she's she's a real candidate, which is unbelievable. She's a real candidate. So she'll be on the stump. She'll be campaigning. It's going to be wild. And I give her credit for courage because she came out against biological boys kicking ass in girls sports. She defended girls, which you don't hear Girls are forgotten. Girls are neglected. Nobody cares about girls anymore, at least not, you know, the political elites don't care about girls. Caitlyn Jenner came out squarely in defense of girls because Caitlyn Jenner knows that transgender girls have a real advantage. That's all she said. It's just not fair. And I remember when liberals used to care about fairness, uh, Caitlyn Jenner made it clear that girls, trans girls playing girls sports isn't fair. That took guts. Probably, uh, you know, lost her a lot of friends, but uh, it took guts. LeBron James tweeted an apology, Colin. Did you see that? I did he see tweeted that. an apology. I'm impressed. Oh, let me uh, let me check out the, the details on this. He tweeted an apology to Micaiah Bryant. <laughs> what a fool. I mean, honest to God, he's just the biggest douche. He says he fueled the wrong conversation about Micaiah Bryant, and I owe it to her in the movement to change it. Not a word about the cop, the heroic cop. Not a word about uh, Nicholas Reardon. Just the wrong conversation. And he linked to a, I think it was a Vox story, critical of Reardon and the cop from, for taking the, for, for saving the girl in Pink's life. LeBron James is not only an a-hole, but a stubborn, cowardly a-hole. Doesn't the guts to admit he was wrong, that Nicholas Reardon was right, and the girl in Pink, who we haven't heard from yet, have we? She has not 
spoken. We that would be a that'll be a big get if you're uh, whoever if you're uh, I don't know cable news uh, person out there. That would be a big get. Get uh, the girl in pink. Get her to wear pink so everyone remembers her. Get her to say thank you, Officer Reardon. That was heroic. You saved my life. I guess I give her credit for not going the other way because I know that Chapton, Crump, and company were pressuring her to turn on the cop who saved her life. She At least she hasn't done that yet, but she hasn't spoken yet. I'd be curious to see, to hear from her because uh, she'd be dead. She'd be dead if not for Nicholas Reardon and, and scumbags uh, like, like LeBron can't just come out and say it. We don't have the time for this, but we're going to do it another day because – you know, the Derek Chauvin trial was literally the biggest trial in this country. I believe I would say since OJ Simpson, would you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, the biggest trial in a generation watched by everyone around the world. Clearly, you know, everybody uh, got to see the evidence. Uh, most people were okay with Chauvin going away, even though they didn't seem to follow the law in every case. And, uh, now we know, now we know they're going to do it all over again because at least one juror, by the way, this is the first juror besides the alternate to come out, <clears throat> to come out and speak um, publicly about their feelings. And, he, you know, he said they weren't, didn't feel pressure by the mob to come up with. He said it was just, you know, a very uh, intense and exhausting experience, but it wasn't because the mob was demanding a certain verdict. He lied. He said he didn't go to police brutality rallies. There are pictures of him there. Not only are there pictures, he's wearing a T-shirt about George Floyd with the saying, get your knee off my neck. Clearly an activist, a BLM supporter who lied. That to me, and I'm no lawyer, but I've watched lots of Law and & Order and read lots of Grisham books. This is the classic case of a reason to, to overturn the verdict, to... Uh, start all over again yep. and i realized it was a unanimous verdict that only took 10 hours for them to reach but a he's might not be the only one who went in there with an agenda and b what if he was very influential what if he was convincing others to vote with him i mean we know it was unit what if we found out that um like he was the only one in there that that went in there determined to convict chauvin and he just spent you know hours convincing everybody else to vote with him. And he did. Then you'd say, clearly that's wrong. This guy lied on top of that. They didn't change the venue when everyone knows they should have changed the venue. They didn't sequester the jury till the end when everyone knows they should have sequestered the jury. You can despise Chauvin. He seems like a bad, bad guy, but you can't say he got a fair trial. And the guy, the juror, do we have his name, by the way, the juror, the one juror who spoke, who uh, is a BLM guy with the t-shirt. Brandon Mitchell. Yep. Oh, that's Brandon. right. Brandon Mitchell. Brandon Mitchell should be charged in this case with a crime. It, it is a crime. And <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell you why it's a very serious crime because not only was this the biggest trial in this country in a generation, but it was a very expensive trial. Let's be honest. If you added it all up in the end, this cost millions. And because of Brandon Mitchell, they're going to have to do it all over again. This is a serious crime. He should be charged. He should be uh, tried, convicted if he's guilty of this. And he sure as hell looks it when you look at him with his BLM T-shirt.
he clearly lied. For I mean, the, first, a the first question, did you or someone close to you participate in any of the demonstrations or marches against pro police brutality that took place in Minneapolis after George Floyd's death? He answered no, because it wasn't in Minneapolis. He was wearing a T-shirt that said, get your get your knee off our necks. Was the t Isn't that I mean, what the T-shirt was? Uh, yes, and it's a very colorful T-shirt, and there's a picture of him at the, you know, at the rally. I mean, you can't say, oh, wait, it's... Uh, it was uh, not in this city. It was in that city or it was in whatever St. Paul and say, you know, clearly it wasn't lying. He was lying and he had a preconceived, all kinds of preconceived uh, thoughts and opinions on this trial. He clearly wasn't an impartial juror. Nobody could say he is. Nobody could say he was. I mean, if you're going to be honest, you say we, we start all over again. Clearly, it was a, a, a great case by the prosecution. They got the conviction pretty quickly. They'll probably do it again, but they got to do it again. There's no other way around it. This guy is a liar. I mean, he, he uh, I'm looking at that picture of him tweeted out by his, I think it's his cousin, uh, or is, is it his cousin or his, uncle, or his nephew, uh, with the picture, and there's a picture of Martin Luther King, and it says, get your knee off our next BLM, yep. a Black Lives Matter hat, a Black Lives Matter shirt, a guy who went to rallies, he misrepresented himself. There's no debate there. He lied. So, yes, if there is a uh, an appeal and an honest judge looks at this, of course he vacates the, the conviction and starts over, and then we do it all over again, and it's all the fault of this guy. And by the way, this is, again, just the first of 12. There's one alternate juror who said they were afraid of the mob. She didn't matter. This guy did. What if there's five more like him? What if there's six, seven, eight more like him? I mean, you can't, you can't say that was a fair trial. So Chauvin goes again. And you know what I'm going to predict? He takes the stand because he got smoked in this trial. He, it wasn't even close. Nobody liked him. Nobody believed him. Uh, he, his lawyer did the best he could. It didn't work. They need to change strategy. That will be wild, watching him take the stand. But the thing took weeks, and preparation was months and months and months. That's all going to happen again because this liar, Brandon Mitchell, I mean, how could people not be pissed at him? If some old you know, widow or housewife or you know, 20-year-old kid who was genuinely uh, ignorant of the facts of the case and genuinely impartial – sat in that seat, you would have got the conviction, it'd be over, Chauvin would be gone. But because this guy lied, his way on the jury, you got to do it all over again. He's a bad guy. But uh, anyway, we'll follow that because it's going to get ugly. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know how you argue against a new trial when you read and hear about Brandon Mitchell. But uh, we will stay on top of that uh, as well, and we'll uh, get into all that with Turtle Boy tomorrow and follow the rally the protest in Hopkinton, which is going to be disgusting. But uh, today we are uh, joined by Kurt Schilling, who uh, got out of Dodge, got out of New England. I know he threatened to a few weeks ago. I didn't realize till just now that he actually had escaped New England. We'll talk to Schill about his new life down, down salt in a very red state among his people and his animals. But uh, should I do... Uh, Want me yeah, to do Shea right. Concrete? Yes, but first, let's do Shea. Let's do Shea first. Let's do our uh, thank our wonderful sponsors, and then let's talk to our uh, old friend, Kurt Schilling. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. 
In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 696 S-H-E-A, or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. Uh, joining us now is uh, MLB legend, should be Hall of Famer, a Kurt Schilling, former New Englander. Form, you'll always be like a New England legend, obviously, because of uh, you know the, the World Series and the bloody sock, but you're no longer a New Englander. I want to get to, I want to get a lot of stuff. I want to get to LeBron and MLB and everything else. But first, I have to hear this story. I saw it on Twitter. I mentioned right. one day that you are out of yeah, You're tired of New England. And you up and moved. You moved to yeah. Tennessee. God bless I you. Did. I'm jealous. What's it like, Kirk? Well, it's heaven. Heaven on earth. It, really? it is. It, I, it really is. I, I you know, I, I had mentioned that that um, uh, the USA Today had reached out to me about a month or two ago about uh, the bloody sock thing. And, and uh, the guy that was writing the article found out that I was moving. We had talked and, and the article actually turned into Kurt Schilling's leaving New England because people aren't nice. Um, and my comment was that, that since I retired, New England had not been a pleasant experience for my family or I. It, 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 outside of, you know, Medfield's circle of friends, um, it was not a good experience for my family, for my kids. Um, and I wanted... I, I wanted to be happy. I, I, I wanted to be around good people. And I'm there. This is this is everything I dreamed it would be and more. Um, you know, it used to be I'd have to wake up to Dan Shaughnessy writing some bitter article about me being a blowhard. And now my biggest dilemma is what to fill the goat bottle with the baby to, to bottle feed a goat. So, you know, it, it's it's good. I saw you didn't just move the, you know, yourself, you moved the whole farm down yep. there. And, uh, you know, we've seen some of the videos of you attending uh, to your animals, but I got to ask, since I'm still here, what was the last, what pushed you over the edge? It's gotten worse. I will give you that. It's gotten more intense. It's gotten more, uh, you know, confrontational up here. Maybe it's the pandemic and, and COVID and the lockdown and everything else, but what pushed you over the edge? What I, sent you I think I got, I think I got pushed over the edge a while ago. Um, I, and, and my, our last, our youngest son who, uh, you know, wants to be an NHL goalie was in senior high school. He still is, uh, and is getting ready to graduate. And I, I, I looked around and, and Sean and I were talking and there was no reason to remain there. First of all, there's no financial, I'm retired. So I, you know, <clears throat> as far as, you know, when, when, when the election happened, you know, I was, I was uh, pro Trump and, and still am not for me because it really wasn't going to impact me uh, in any way, but for my kids and their future. Uh, and it's, and it's turned out to be the absolute shitstorm We all thought it would be uh, and, and worse. And I didn't want to be in a place. Well, <laughs> I, I guess when I said nice people, what it, people here were raised like I was raised. 
yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am, respect for everybody else, your color, your sexual, orientation, none of that stuff matters. Are you a law-abiding citizen? Yes, okay, we're, everything's fine. That, I, that's the America I grew up with, that's how I was raised, and that doesn't exist in New England. In addition to the fact that our property tax went from I think 24,000 a year to 1,500, um, and I now have 33 acres uh, and, uh, you know, uh, an enormous a, a dream home. And, um, you know, it just it, it was a, just a combination of things. And, and when I said nice people, obviously, I didn't mean the people. People that know me like you know me. Um, you know that the, the Kurt Schilling the media has created is a falsehood. Doesn't, that, that person doesn't actually exist. But people that don't know me treated me as if I was that person. and. You know that's their prerogative but at the end of the day i'm around people that that are nice and kind and i like being here and, I, and people and are respectful don't they don't care who i am right and i I'm, i always say i mean i've been surrounded by the people my whole life i mean i grew up here went to yeah. high school college worked in journalism so i've been surrounded by you know now there would be trump haters right you know, but it's people, changed right but it's oh, changed. But yeah, no question. It's gotten more because when you and i were growing up Democrats were Democrats. They were left of That's center, true. you know, and they had some, there was some social issues that we might have disagreed on or whatever that no longer exists. There is no true Democrat anymore. Right. And, 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 and this person on the other side is anti-America, anti-police, anti-constitution, anti-family values, anti-traditional values. And if you're pro any of those things, you're a racist. Right. And it, right. it's just, it's, it's boring. It's boring. It's mundane, and it's sad. Did you get heckled or confronted in no. person, like everyone oh, walking no. down the street? No. no. The, the one thing I know about liberals is they don't have the guts to do the things they say on Twitter in person. Because if they did, you know, uh, and and honestly, one of the reasons I know this has been an incredible success, even though I've only been here a couple of weeks, is I've been on Twitter I think twice. Right. Uh, and, you know, and, and the 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 outpouring of I got I got to tell you. Um, the Twitter feedback was mind numbing to me. The amount of support and people who you know, apologized for, for New England treating my whatever was overwhelming and incredibly appreciated. And I, I, made, I made mention of that. But the fact of the matter is, I, our best friend actually is moving down here literally less than a quarter mile away from us. Really? Um, I've actually talked to a couple other people in my life that are very dear friends who I, were trying to get to move down here with us. I just want to be surrounded by people that I wake up and I can wake up and smile and be happy to be around. I always say that uh, to my wife when um, there'll be a story or whatever, there'll be a story of somebody harassing a cop. That's the big story today or this week. And you see these videos of people getting in cops faces or whatever, defund the police things or riots. And, and I'll say people who live around us, people in our families voted for that. It, right, it, right. It, 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 it doesn't as much, it doesn't infuriate me as, as much well, as no, it boggles my mind. But I, but, but I got to the point where I was physically angry really, at, at what I was seeing because of, of the disrespect. And I'm at a point now, I saw a, a, a tweet today or a, a Facebook post today that said, if you vote Democrat after all of this, you're a certified idiot. And, and and I I back up and say, if you voted Democrat this time around, and you're a grown adult, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? And, and we're getting. I mean, we're we're in a country 
where a group of people is voting to defund the police and then the city council has a meeting and they're pissed about the response times of law enforcement to 911 calls. Right. Like that's happening, that's real. And you can't, you couldn't even make a movie about this stuff because people wouldn't believe it. Right, Kurt, Kurt, my congressman, congresswoman is Ayanna Presley. I said, I'm gonna say this every day, people are sick of it who listen. He, she said the other day that since the George Floyd verdict two weeks ago, 70 people have been murdered by police officers in this country, 70. And no one cares. No one says a word. No one calls her out. They just say, oh, that's too bad. She can lie about the cops. And, you know, when she says it, it create it fuels the fire. There's more animosity, more vitriol toward the cops. And it's like, it, 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 it's her fault. It's on her. Well, it's on it, you know, Al Sherry, Shelton. It's on Liz Warren. They're the ones this, saying this is, cops are racist. This is why, if you remember, Murdered. remember the Adam Jones incident? Sure. Of course okay. I do. Now, now, it never happened. And I came out and said, that it never happened because there was just too much. Had it actually happened, there would have been an eyewitness. As it was, there was no eyewitness. Mike Lupica wrote an article about it and his witness ended up being a kid who lied that he was right. sitting in the outfield section. He's actually sitting behind no plate. Mike Lupica didn't retract the article. I, I believe it's still up there, Kurt. It, it is still up there. It is a high school there. kid pranked uh, Mike Lupica and it, but no one ever Mike you know, it, didn't retract the article. So that goes on the docket of Boston right. being a racist city. And, and those are the, when you look at these fake hate crimes, I just heard the other day from somebody in, in Massachusetts that there was a, a report of a young black girl who was lynched. Right. It's happening. Uh, it's happening tomorrow. There's a, <laughs> believe it or not, there's a vigil in Hopkinton. Well, hold on a second. There's, Hold on a second. But dear, you know, if this young girl had been lynched, it'd be the biggest story in the world. It would be the biggest story on the planet. Right. And now, listen, I don't know the surroundings, but it happened over a month ago, apparently. Declared and my first suicide. response to the person saying it was, are you sure they didn't commit suicide or was this an actual? Because I know for a fact, just like if you yell the N-word at a Major League Baseball game, people are going to stand up and the social justice warriors are going to be everywhere. Well, you, None of that you, stuff happened. That's how you know it's a hoax. You were li like me. We got in some trouble, some hot water when we called Adam Jones out, even though we waited. We asked the questions. We looked into it. We said, this doesn't add up. The Tory Hunter story was even more ridiculous. He right. said a bunch of kids were chanting the N-words and a bunch of grownups were cheering them on. Of course, that's nonsense. You know it. I know right. it. But nobody but, you know, you or me and maybe one or two other people will even say it. The Red right. Sox, and I want to get to the Red Sox because they're the only team I've ever seen that always takes the word of a single uh, accuser right. against their own fans. Their right. own fans. You and I right. know those fans. We know yeah. they didn't chant the N-word right. to Tory Hunter. We know that's ridiculous. There'd be, like you said, there'd be 100 people calling him out, calling security, pointing at him, calling the globe for crying. What out. happened? Hey, hold on one second, Jerry. The night after the Adam Jones incident, someone actually did say it behind the dugout. Out like that. They got called out immediately and the police security escorted them out of the stadium. Right, right, which is what happens. What right. happens when when that happens? So the Tory Hunter story is ridiculous. We all know it. The Red Sox come out, back up Tory Hunter, and condemn their own fans. It's maddening, and it's why so many people can't stand this Red Sox ownership, even though they won four World Series. Well, I was going to ask you. You seem to be, you know, mending the fences. You made another. You made an appearance at Fenway. Was it two years ago? Yeah. 
and and it seemed like you were back, you know, in the good graces and everything was okay. I'm going to guess you don't feel that any feel that way anymore. Well, I never felt that way. Uh, the, 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 the ownership of this team, they're, they're, my, my dad, God bless him, uh, I, I think raised me the right way. And one, my dad was a, unbelievably was a man of few words. And his highest compliment was always, that's good people. And, and his worst compliment was, that's a bad person. And, and all I can tell you is that the two men that run that team are really bad people. And, and what they did to me and my family in my final year in Boston, well, some, I, I, I got, I'd forgiven them, um, but I'll never, ever forget what they did. Uh, after, and, and I, I, I hesitate to say it like this, I bled for them uh, uh, and, and I did things to my body that, that you shouldn't do because I got paid to win baseball games, not play, I got paid to win baseball games. I was brought there to help win a World Series and I did everything I could possibly do and beyond some things physically I probably should have done, but I would do again because of the 24 guys I suited up with. And I, I've always believed in the uniform and, and giving everything you can to the organization that, that cuts your paycheck. And I was no different there. And the way they treated me on the way out was something I'll never, ever forget. All right, what'd they do? So um, if you remember the, my last year in 08, uh, 07, after we won the World Series, I became a free agent for about 48 hours. And it was funny because if you remember early in my career, Ed Wade, the general manager of the Phillies, said, you know, Kurt's a horse every four, fifth day and every four, four days in between, he's a horse's ass. Right. And, and my response was, well, who, you know, who's Ed Wade? What has Ed Wade ever done? Why would Ed Wade's opinion even matter? But it was because Ed Wade didn't do anything as a GM and, 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 and all this other stuff. Um, but I was uh, – I, 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 the first call I got was from Ed Wade as a free agent. He was in Houston. He's like, hey, I want you to come play for me. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. This is funny. And and there I had a two-year deal on the table for an, a, a significant amount of money. Um, and I called Theo. I wanted to finish in Boston. I felt horrible about 07 in the sense that I was hurt most you know, on and off all year. I didn't feel like I earned my paycheck. And I wanted to, to come back. And I came back. I signed a one-year deal for $8 million. It was a, a significant pay cut. About a month after I signed the deal, I went in, had my physical. Everything got done. I went in, had my physical. And my... I was, my arm was, my arm, after the physical, I was playing catch, my arm was bothering me, but I checked out, I passed the physical and all that other stuff. And I, I had, I was having trouble. And I went to see Dr. Gill at the time who said, they said I had some tendonitis and I went to actually see Dr. Morgan, the man who'd been operating on me for the last 30 years. And he told me that I had what's called, uh, uh, and then my bicep was rotting at the, at the connection where it connects up into the shoulder. The tissue was rotting away. And basically the only way to fix that is to go in there and detach the bicep and then reattach it underneath your arm. Ooh. And it's called a bicep. It's, it's something that's been very rarely done ever. Um, but he said, you know, six months and you're back good as new. The Red Sox didn't want me to do this. They also said that since I was taking painkillers that I lied to them about my health. And basically, you remember when Tito left, somebody from the front office leaked the story about him. Oh, yeah. You know, you know they, they threatened to do the same thing. They threatened to do the same thing to me. Oh. Um, if I didn't renegotiate my contract and take money off my contract and, 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 uh, uh, they would, they would, you know, they, they were not sure how they were going to be able to handle, uh, you know, the public part of this. And so at the time I, I don't, my, I mean, we had an arbitration hearing at kind of, we had major league baseball came in. I sat across the table from, from, uh, 
Mr. Werner, Mr. Lacino, Mr. Henry, Theo Epstein, and Rob Manfred. And it was my lawyer and I, and 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 I I said to I, I, I first of all, I couldn't believe this was happening. That they thought that I lied to them, number one. And I and I said to them, I said, listen, you know, you guys sit up here in this ivory tower, not understanding the cost some of us pay to play this game. I said, and I paid the cost, and I, you know, I'd pay it again. I said, but I, I mean. I never misrepresented anything in this, and and, and it came uh, turned out that after I said both Bush and 04, they they hated my guts, right? And and um, so they basically threatened to tell everybody that I was addicted to painkillers. I had lied and got a contract from them if I didn't take a renegotiated contract, which is why they asked for when we settled. They asked for a five year NDA. Oh, and and. Because five years is the time between then and the Hall of Fame vote, I guess. And they figured I wouldn't say anything after that. I mean, sadly, they didn't know me um, because it's not as I mean, I, I, I took I was taking painkillers at a level that was incredibly unhealthy uh, all through that time from 04 on. I mean, every time I took a, it made a start, I, took, I had a shot of Toradol uh, and, and I didn't take painkillers when I pitched. But I, I was it was a matter of just getting back up on the field. And, you know, I'm a big guy. So eventually, you know, anybody that's taken painkillers and understands you start to build up immunity. You have to take more and you have to take more. And I was taking more and more and I was getting whatever I needed from the team at the time. Were you, that, addic were you, were you addicted to painkillers? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But but the team was all on, all in. Like that was never an issue. I mean, from 04 to 08. I got what I needed whenever I needed it. What about when you were home, you know, day off with the, with the wife, whatever, I, whatever I needed, I got that. There was never any, never any criteria for, for getting a prescription. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, but again, I managed it in the sense that I, I signed the deal with them. I was healthy. I was fine. I, again, I took my physical past everything. And, uh, this came up after, and, and this was, and, and I was, I was, I was crushed. I was because it blew it blew up my mind and my image of what this was all about. Right. It's a business and I get it. And and but you always take care of your own. And I had done I felt like I had done some things in that organization to deserve the respect of the ownership. And it was very clear they did the, the, those two gutless cowards sat across from me and didn't open their mouths the entire hearing. We're, we're talking John Henry and uh, Werner. Tom Warner. Not once did they say a word to me. And I, I said, I spoke directly to them <laughs> did you? and they didn't respond to me. I'm, I'm not surprised. Did you, I've been with you. I, you don't even drink much. Um, no. When did you give up the uh, so, painkillers? I've been on a pain management program now for almost a decade. I, I see somebody every month um, and, and, and I, I got, that's how I have gone about it, but it took me a while. I, actually, I went through withdrawal when I got throat cancer because I went into the hospital and I had to stop taking them. And so there was a, a period of time that was just a nightmare during that, that time. But I mean, it's, like I said, it's, 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 it's obviously it's changed now, but, um, it's a, the, the price that some guy, and I, you know, it's honestly, Jerry, I think about the NFL and I remember North Dallas 40 <laughs> and everything about that was spot on. And, it, you know, it, this is a multi-billion dollar business. Were you, like Nick Nolte, were supposed to set an example for young players by going out there hurt? Well, you, but see, here, I was, 
I don't know how to put this. I was raised old school in the sense that my number one statistic was always innings. Like that, that was the only stat that ever mattered to me because if I pitched my innings, all the other numbers would be where they needed to be. So as the ace of the staff, I had to lead the team in innings pitched every year. That was, that was what the, the ace did. And so I took a lot of pride in taking the ball every fifth day. And, and you know, that's why 07 was such a challenge and so painful for me because I had to – I wasn't – the game's a nightmare. Anytime you see a guy hurt in spring training who plays catch-up, it's a nightmare season because you can't succeed consistently in big league baseball if every four days between starts you're just trying to survive to the next game. Instead of – you know, for, for me when I was healthy in 04 – it was pitch on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was all about study preparation, getting ready for my next start. When that goes to changes to, I just got to physically be able to get out on the mound five days from now, the entire mindset changes and you're just playing a survival game. What do you, when you're not getting a short shot of Toradol, in what form do painkillers come and do you get those from the team as well? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, uh, Vicodin, like- Vicodin was, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny, people, I have a headache or, or an ache or pain. People are like, oh, I'll take some Tylenol. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. That, that's I, Heroin is basically tic-tac to somebody that's <laughs> that's using Vicodin to the levels you, you use it. Do you think if you were a, uh, a a good liberal, I don't know, you know, like Red Sox co-owner LeBron James, do you think things would have gone differently for you? Absolutely. Not just, not just with the team, but with the with the region. Everything. Everything. With the Everything media, with the media obviously. Everything would have been We different. wouldn't be friends. <laughs> Right. No, but but I but I the, the difference is I wouldn't be able to sleep well at night with myself right now. Right. Right. I mean, you must have laughed like I did when they made a big announcement, like it was a great new great news that LeBron James was now part owner of the Red Sox. But here's the thing: I thought it was cool. Like I I love right. the thought of of Tiger Woods buying a franchise or anybody. I don't care. I think that's great, Derek Jeter. I think that's really cool because I think that there are some players who have the ability like a Jason Veritek to do something other than catch and, and be a benefit to an organization. Uh, the problem is that when you have somebody as ignorant and stupid as LeBron James, and they have that big of a platform, they do far more damage than they do help. And, and, and you know, he, now he represents the Boston Red Sox and all the things that he says and does. And last I looked, his last tweet was threatening a police officer's life. Right. And I, I said this in a show last week. I've never seen anyone, the equivalent of LeBron on the other side. And there aren't many people as you and I couldn't think of, you know, Aubrey Huff. There's not many guys outspoken right wingers. But if if someone like you or someone did what he did, doxed a cop, a cop, by the way, we didn't even know his identity until LeBron sent a picture and said, you're next. Threatening a cop, not for doing something wrong, for saving the life of a young black woman. That's what he did. It's right. the most egregious thing I've ever seen a professional athlete do. It really is. And not, and what makes it worse is there are no repercussions. Well, no one here, you know, the league, the know league what, does nothing. Nike does nothing. The media does nothing. There is He doesn't get uh, you know, suspended from Twitter. Nothing happens. All you to have him. to do, you want to know what would happen? Look at Hunter Biden and Rudy <laughs> Giuliani. Right. I mean, literally, yeah. what, what, if you listen to Giuliani and you listen to Dershowitz, what happened to really Giuliani? There was no, it was one of the most unconstitutional things our government's ever done. And, and, and what, he did, what he did by saying, there's Hunter's laptop, I mean, a hard right. drive, you no, want it? And they say well, no. Everything. I mean, you, you're hearing former prosecuting attorneys saying to, to sign a search warrant, I have to give the judge reason to believe I have probable cause 
that this person committed a crime. Right. And they they had none of that. And 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 I was looking at my father-in-law and I said, I, I don't think the common citizen is as scared about this story as they should be. Because this is this is the Department of Justice weaponized Russia collusion on steroids. I I say this you know, people always say, oh, the country's more divided than ever, more partisan. And I say Generally, my answer is that's okay. We're supposed to be divided. You know, you're not supposed to be all on the same right. team. But right. but here's how divided we are. That on one side, you can have something this outrageous, raiding the lawyer of a president and taking his communication and taking his information off the cloud and trying to trap him. And the other side says nothing. I mean, that right. is scary with no other than dirt. Well, it used to be that we were both on opposite sides of the fence, but we were all pro-America. We were pro-free speech. Those days are right. over. We were pro-first And, and now it is, we've drawn sides and the constitution is the barrier between the two sides. I mean, you've got one side saying it's a malleable document that, and, and as Joe has said a couple of times, you know, no right. amendment is ironclad. Well, no, actually they are. Uh, right. I mean, they can be amended, but, but they're not, it's not hard to interpret. Right, um, no amendment is, is absolute. Right, right. And, and it's also why you're seeing a move to get a 51st state, a move to expand the Supreme Court, because they hate the Constitution. They hate the Constitution the way conservative judges interpret it. Right. It's it's definitely an obstacle for their agenda. And, and it, I think what you're seeing is they're, the, the, everything's accelerated because they have two years, year and a half now, because they know they're going to lose the House, maybe the Senate, maybe uh, certainly the White House if it's Kamala against you know Ron DeSantis. So they are going to pick up the pace in, in terms of uh, transformation. Transforming my problem, my, but my problem now is Jerry, and the reason I I, I literally I I, I want to say there's a there's a countrywide depression in a sense. I you can feel it. Um, is some of the stuff that's going to happen and is happening is irreparable. Um, right. The border is opening in 10 to 20 to 30 million. You're not going to be able to undo that. The tens of thousands of small businesses that are destroyed on a weekly basis in this country, those aren't coming back. And and all of these riots, they're burning down their own towns. Go back and look at Ferguson. Take a look at what, what Ferguson looks like today as opposed to before the riots. They burn their own places down. People aren't going to rebuild there. I've seen Minneapolis uh, right. almost a year later. It's it's right. nothing. It's it's so depressing. It's, it's going to look like Detroit very very soon. Right, and and, 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 I mean, and the, kids didn't go to school. Kids who didn't go to school for a year. You don't just get that back. You don't just go to well, school. That, that that to me is probably the biggest crime in the sense that a generation of kids have been irreparably harmed. But the biggest miss of the entire last twenty four months was we should have gutted. The education system gutted it and and completely redone how we educate our kids. And and the teachers union is so powerful. You're watching, like I said, these kids, I, I haven't seen, I'm in Tennessee. I've seen 15 masks since I've been here. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody wearing one. Uh, and I don't hear any outbreaks down here. Kids are all attending school uh, full five days a week, seven to two. Sports. Um, well, and I just saw Brookline's getting ready to go back to outdoor man mandating outdoor masks. Right. They they will not uh, agree with the rest same of the country. The same country, though. Right. I mean, the same. This is the same. And you're looking at California where parents are basically literally there's I saw a video of a parent just going nuts at the school board. And and they said that after that meeting, a school board uh, person texted another person on school board saying we are at war with the parents. 
<laughs> Consider this. I mean, you uh, all this evidence. It's been a year, Kurt, since they've locked down many states, blue states. That's a lot of evidence. That's a year, and still. You know, Michigan is you know doubling down on their lockdowns. Towns like Brookline are saying, no, no, we have to stay locked down. We have to keep the masks. Yeah. How much evidence do you need? Well, I, two Florida, ago, Florida and Texas and Tennessee. When it passed, are, when it passed 550,000, uh, which, by the way, the, the media is never reluctant to share that number. Um, when it passed 550,000 and the, the statistic at the time was only 6%. And now, again, I caveat this, even though I despise it. I don't. I this. Of course, any death is one too many. Okay, but the the, the side an argument for gun control and 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 uh, against the death penalty. I mean, give me a break. But the fact of the matter is, only six percent of the people had actually died purely from COVID. Right. Of the five hundred forty thousand people, only six percent had died. And here's the number for the teachers union. I want to ask: in two thousand and twenty, in two thousand and twenty. 47 kids ages 5 to 15 died of COVID, 47 nationwide. 545 kids ages 5 to 14 committed suicide, which is like an 11,000% increase in that age group. Right, and it's like- If, if Trump don't... is responsible if Trump is responsible for the 57 COVID deaths of those kids, who's responsible for the 545 suicides? And the, I mean, it's in drugs and alcohol and domestic abuse. There's things that Dr. Fauci never mentions. It doesn't seem to matter. More people have died of suicide than COVID in San Francisco. I mean, it's, Should, and, and it doesn't seem to matter. Well, here's, to here's, here, I, I guess the thing that I'm getting most frustrated about, Jerry, is here we're talking about things that we already know all of the answers right. to, right? This was about power, this was about control. Uh, they, I mean, listen, in a country where democracy, it reigns true and, and uh, a free election is at the core of who we are. How is it possible that Arizona's recount is exposed? I think the three days in, they said they had found potentially 250,000 fraudulent votes in a state won by 10,000. How is that not on the front of every single newspaper on the planet? Much mm -hmm. less it's buried. It's, it's I haven't heard anybody. It's such a weird dynamic is this one thing that's off limits. You can't have an opinion. You can you know, obviously you're, you're free to speak your mind, express yourself in this country. But right now there's one thing you can't offer an opinion about. It's the, the, <laughs> the legitimacy of an election. If you say, well, my opinion is whatever X you could get deplatformed. I mean, you, this we could is get if you if you offer, I mean, it's it just weird. You're not swearing. Well, you're not well, defaming you know, anyone. You're not, you know, saying. But see, this is what they fire. do, Jerry. But remember, if you remember the last half of Trump's administration, every single news piece started off with, "Well, we know he's a racist." So, <laughs> and my uh, I, and my our response was, "I don't, I, I, I don't believe that. I don't. You're you're presupposing something that is not true." Oh well, how can you say he's not a racist? And and then you go back to the same. Well, I mean, why is he a racist? The lowest black unemployment in recorded history, more women employed than have ever been, prison reform, all of this other stuff, but it doesn't matter. And so when you realize that you're arguing with a side that, that doesn't use or need or want facts to back up their argument, you're making you're, you're arguing with people you're never going to win against. I just saw a Steven Crowder episode. He was talking with a young black college kid on campus, and, and he was talking about the unemployment numbers. And this is 
I don't know if you remember, Neil Kubota had a, a, a young lady on last year. She was with this million student march. And she said, you know, I want to tax the, the richest 1%, you know, that same bullshit line you hear from them. And Neil said, you know, hon, if you do that, you're not going to be able to fund these entitlements after three months. If you take every penny of every rich person in this country, you won't be able to fund them for more than, than 90 days. And she, her response was, I don't believe that. Right. Well, and, and that, so what do you do? How do you argue? How do you, how do you debate that? Well, the election wasn't a fraud. Well, yeah, it absolutely was a fraud. Well, no, it was. There's no chance it was. But, 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 well, okay, but, here's all this evidence. Well, I don't believe it. You, but you're not allowed. You're not allowed to right. say I get evidence. You're not allowed to bring it up. I mean, they will right. literally take you off social but media. That's, that how we, the, that's the most they're chilling thing. They're going to be talking thing. to our kids about this election and how, you know, America won because the hatred of Trump overcame and the white, the white systemic racism overcame was overcome by love and joy of the most hateful spiteful exclusive group of human beings on this planet right <laughs> the, the, and now the resistance is the people who align with big government big tech uh academia hollywood the media they're all on your side you're no longer the resistance right, right. Well, you, hey, listen you can't make this stuff up so it, this is one of the ultimate ironies of life right now if you look at what's happening in the fast food industry it's, the automation is taking over right. right silicon valley is hard at work at creating that automation while arguing for 15 dollars an hour minimum wage they're arguing to to pay minimum wage 15 dollars an hour to the jobs that they're eliminating with their automation <laughs> It's almost as nutty as the Target in downtown Minneapolis, which got torched and looted. Right. Now they've rebuilt and they've uh, commissioned a mural that was painted right. outside of, of people rioting and looting. They, well, did a said, mural, hey, they did a mural to in tribute to the people that destroyed the very right. store. Nothing, nothing, nothing in this world says social justice like a pair of Air Jordans. <laughs> Hey, careful. I don't want to get uh, deplatformed here. Yeah. I got to ask you, speaking, you know what? I make a, I, I try to keep a list of all the insane uh, developments in this canceled culture we're in in the last year. It's hard to keep up. I mean, you go from whatever, it canceling is. Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben to, to Cleveland and Family Seuss. Guy to guy, the guy getting fired in Sacramento for saying all lives matter. There's just right. a million things like that. Chris Harrison, the bachelor guy who did nothing wrong. Mike Milbury did nothing wrong. Right. I'm telling you, Kurt, this could be, I don't say the, the worst or the craziest, but it could be the, the dumbest. Major League Baseball, what they did to Atlanta, what they did with the All-Star game, to me, and they did it quickly, was just the most cowardly thing and, and myopic, very short-sighted to say, we are going to uh, placate the mob for the moment, pull the game out, just like, you know, like in a matter of, what, two days, uh, they pulled the game out of Atlanta, moved to Denver, and I'm not sure uh, they ever recover from the hit they took from that. Their base, no. they're, you know, the people, you know, our age, a lot of white guys, a lot of conservatives are disgusted with Major League Baseball for that one symbolic move. I got to tell you that there, a lot of things have really, I haven't been watching. I can't watch. I really, honestly, I just can't. I, I mean, other than watching maybe a DeGrom start or, uh, you know, a Scherzer start, it's really, really hard for me to do to do anything and watch anything pro sports. Uh, I'm really stunned. I was a player rep when Rob Manfred was uh, assistant uh, in the in MLB. I loved Rob Manfred. I, I thought he was an honest, forthcoming, forthright guy. Uh, he clearly is a politician in, in sheep's clothing. Um, but I, I got to tell you, probably the most stunning 
event in, in uh, of a major league baseball executive and it kills me to say this was Theo Epstein when you saw I, I remember remember the Chicago Cubs game on ESPN and the kid was behind Doug Glanville and he gave the peace sign oh yeah yeah right right <laughs> did you see Theo's press conference after that right when that was uh... Theo came out and his first words were when I saw that I was mortified and I'm thinking to myself, no, no, not you too. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, Theo was always an old Democrat to me in the sense that he was very socially liberal and all the other things. Ago, but, but he, I, he wasn't woke like that. Right. And, and when he said that, I'm thinking to myself, wow, because uh, Theo is a smart dude, and there's no way Theo saw that and thought what he said. Right. He thought everything else I thought, which is this: here's a college kid being an idiot. Period. Right. It's and. A and this kid was banned from Wrigley Field. I mean, I, and I, the, it's little things like that, right? I mean, there's always in a person's life, there's always, you can always point to specific events that will tell you about that person. You know, the, those moments where you just see somebody for who they are. We're, we're there with the country now. We're seeing those moments literally multiple times daily. And, you know, the, the and the media is, failing to report the true story, which is we no longer care what they think. Nine million people watch the Academy Awards down from, I think, 59 million. Right. It was right. And 23 so, years so early. They, they had 56 million. Correct. We don't care anymore <laughs> what Hollywood thinks. We don't care. I mean, the ratings on CNN and all these shows, it's hilarious. It's hilarious and awesome that no one is watching any of them. But that's all we that's why I, I literally and I, I my hand to God, I probably watched Outside of Tucker, I probably watched 15 minutes of live news in the last six months because it no longer is news. It truly is. And, and it's scary for me to say this. The, the American media has become a propaganda machine for a liberal socialist platform and power that is not Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. This is this is a, a bigger group and a deeper group than that. Hold on, hold on. You're putting three fingers up right there. Is that a white power salute? I think I see well, you. I, I don't, I didn't, I got to get my, I don't know what the gang sign is, whatever <laughs> the, it, the, is. it is. funny. Have, because, this is the, I have goats. I have goats. <laughs> that is a great example of Theo one, which is probably comes from his upbringing in the Red Sox organization, but, but they all but, have but one thing, thing in common. Gary, this is the thing though, for me, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Like he's not just book smart. He's life smart. He's one of the smartest people, most intuitive people I I've think. ever met. And there's no chance, none that he saw that and thought that none. Correct. That's my point. It's like, no one thinks the jeopardy guy was single right. and white power. No one right. really believes that. But, uh, the mob is the one common thread is they're afraid of the woke mob. They're afraid of the Twitter well, mob. They're afraid of the, you you know, the New York times. And, and they think, that's the way to placate them to say, but, Oh yeah. No, but here's the thing that white supremacy is no longer a thing in the United States. Like right. we've marginalized them. They don't, they, they, they don't have a seat at the table there. We you know the democratic party that, that had members in it. that were part of the clan. We had a president, we paid clan dues who was a Democrat. Those people, they, they're gone. We, they don't longer have a say. They don't have any influence in this country. The only people, keeping them alive and keeping their voice in the public persona is the media and the left. Right. 
They can't name one. Name okay. No, the white, this it's the most uh, the worst threat we're facing, according to what well, you know. America, and I keep saying, what, what is systemic Darling. racism? What, okay, what is me, who's the leader? Racism? Who's who are you afraid of? Who, and where are they? They don't have an answer because it's the boogeyman. They no longer have the orange man. Now they have the boogeyman. Well, I keep going back to if 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 we're a systemically racist country, why have we found so many people in power who who have tried to be Native American or black? I mean, Elizabeth Warren lied to be a Native American, and I can't remember the young lady's name who said she was Rachel Rachel Dol Rachel Dolezal. Right? Why would she lie to be black in a systemically racist country? That's a that's a good question. As we see, you know, with these police interactions, if the people are so afraid of the cops, why are they all such a holes to the cops? Why right, is the, why the, the college professor in in, Cal in L.A. If, yelling at the cop if they're so if afraid? If you abide, if you abide by a law. Uh, an officer's word. If you listen and follow rules, I guarantee you, hundred percent, hand to God, you won't get shot. Right. Back to uh, Rob Manford before we wrap this up is here's how you know it's gutless, how it's cowardly, is because there's no way Rob Manford believes that the Georgia election laws are racist. No. There's nope. no way Rob nope. Manford or any. I mean, he said he was listening to, you know, a, a bunch well, of black players. Uh, it was a small. It was like fifty black players who right. supposedly voiced their, uh, their which is even more that that's even more painful to me, Jerry, because that is the bigotry of low expectations that right. the left has of minorities is so offensive to me. Are you telling me that that Latinos and blacks are too lazy and too stupid to get a driver's license? That's what that's, they're saying. That's what uh, you know, Stacey Abrams believes, and and right. every single one of her followers on CNN. How is that not racist? Beyond it's beyond that. What what like Keith Oldman says is the people who ask for an ID, they're you know the clan, they're the white supremacists right. because you ask for an ID, which every you know like eighty percent of the public, both sides of the aisle, believes is perfectly acceptable. Rob Manfred knows that he right. knows the Georgia voters, the Georgia legis legislature did nothing wrong, did nothing offensive. He knows it, and yet he pulls hundred million dollars out of their economy, moves it to Denver which has stricter election laws just yeah. to placate the mob for the time being. And I think you're going to see a real backlash in the ratings and the interest in the game, because a lot of their base is disgusted with that move. They're not, well, they're the not New York open. city voting, the New York voting laws in New York are, are but, draconian compared to Georgia. Are the and, Mets and, and Yankees leaving? Right. And Delaware too, where Biden's home state, right. much more, no, no early voting. It's not even well, close. I mean, it's listen, ridiculous. only, it's, only in America can we elect a president who 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 penned legislation that put more young black men in prison than any president in our lifetime, and call him a, a, a president for all people. And he will use everything to divide people along racist racial lines. I mean, you point out, uh, you know, the, the, the create the, this image that Trump or this perception that Trump's racist. You know what was even more egregious, and it sounds ridiculous, but the idea that Derek Chauvin was racist and it, right. it wasn't even an issue in court. Obviously he got convicted. He's probably an awful person and he did and he, well, he committed the crime and, 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 you know, fine, put him away. But they invented this racial angle because it right. works for them. Right. And the fact of the matter is Derek Chauvin shouldn't have been there that he had 14 priors in his jacket. He never should have had a badge at that point. Right. Now, listen, I don't think he intended to murder him. I do think manslaughter, whatever, I, I, I think he's going to jail for the rest of his life, and I think he should. Right. But the fact of the matter is, and I've said this, I've had a chance to talk to different bodies of police officers over the last couple of months, and, you're, and, and I've said, listen, 
you know, there's more of me than there is of them out there. Just know that. All right. There's more of there's more people out here that support you than don't. Number one. Number two, your job is not to protect and serve anymore. Your job is to get home safe to your families every night because because my government doesn't have your back. I said. And lastly, please understand this. If you guys don't police yourselves, there's nothing I can do. Nothing I can do because that one bad Derek Chauvin, you've seen what that is the poster child for the left for police officers. But it's one thing to say he was a bad guy and, a, and he was, bro- you know, he broke the law, but why does it have to always be racist? Why does that become racist? Because it works for, you know, one side against the other. Right. And it's, and it's, well, and, and our own president goes on and right. starts talking well, but about that's, that's what they do, right? It's divide yeah. and conquer. This is all about division. This, it, the, the, the people in the White House have no desire whatsoever for this country to unify, because if this country unified, we never have a Democrat sitting in an elected office ever again. <laughs> right. And that's what they're afraid of. In, uh, yep. in two years, the tide could turn. But uh, all right, Carl, I'll let you go. Do you have to do late you know, feedings for any of your animals? No, I'll go. I'll go check. I have an injured uh, baby goat. Uh, an uh, injured that, baby goat. Yeah, what's name? Have, what's, what's, I, 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 she doesn't have a name yet, but no. I'm, I'm hoping she pulls through. I, I've been bottle feeding her for the last couple of days. So really, and I'm what, you took all the animals, like put them on a moving truck, and took. No, them- I, so I had a gentleman do it. A, a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, <laughs> young guy who's a firefighter and does it in his spare time. He drove them down here, and they're all uh, cooped up here and and getting used to home number two. And yeah, I assume you brought all your guns. You're allowed to do that. Walk down. Oh, the sure. Street. Yeah. Down here, you basically just need a coupon from Circle K to carry a firearm, uh, and it's open carry everywhere here. So, and uh, you can, you know, out in the wilderness, don't go canoeing in that river. Where it's a, it's amazing though. I, I I walk into a Walmart and there's four or five people with guns, and nobody is shooting anyone. Yeah, that's a good point. That doesn't uh, happen that way. Plus, you get to go to Nashville for for kicks. You get to go. Well, I mean, I, I, I I will say, and this could. Could get me on the outs up there. I have I have converted now. I'm I'm now a National Predators season ticket holder. Are you? Uh, yes, and I will become a National Predators fan. Um, against the wishes of my oldest son. So uh, I, I I I'm there's going to be some family strife. Do you have any country stars in the neighborhood, Tim McGraw, or you know? We, we do have a couple. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to let their privacy remain private, but uh, <laughs> we have a couple. And uh, like I said, I I just I I. You know, if it were if if the state were full of people like you, we never would have left. Um, well, I'm, but I'll, I will say it again, my friend. I'm jealous because you know it does the, the 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 fight up here. The it does wear you down after a while. It's, it's heaven on worse. earth down here, Jerry. It's heaven on it's earth. It really is. Maybe I'll maybe I'll end up in uh, you know come knocking at your door one of these days and say, yeah, we're looking. I got an open place. stall. <laughs> right. Do I have to feed the friggin' goat? I don't- you have to do some farm work. All right, Kurt Schilling, nice catching up with you. Take and, uh, care, by, the way, by the way, last question. Are you officially given up telling the Hall of Fame to take your name off the ballot? You no. Said- no, 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 no. I've, they, they, uh, they promised me I would have my say at the meeting when they make that decision, so I'm waiting for that to happen. Oh, so you get to go to a meeting and make your case? I get to be a part of it, and, and I think I'm going to make a case that's going to be very, very strong uh, argument for it. I, I, like, I, I'm, I mean, it's... It, the Hall of Fame vote every year is a bitter experience for my family, right. and 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 it, it that's the opposite of what it should be. I mean, you got people morally bankrupt, people like Dan Shaughnessy judging my character. No thanks. Uh, well, good luck with that. Keep us posted, and uh, we will talk to you again soon, Kurt. Take thanks, care, my Walden. friend. Talk to you. God bless. Here. That is Curtis Montague Schilling, former uh, Red Sox legend, who uh, did like the friggin' 
reverse Beverly Hillbillies packed up the things and moved to moved to the sticks, moved to Tennessee, and he sounds pretty damn happy. And uh, I don't blame him. I mean, I'm you know, if, if life here is aggravating and you don't really have anything keeping you here, you you know what? You pay less taxes. <laughs> yes, you you pay. Uh, you sit in traffic a lot less, and uh, the weather's better for the most part. So. Good to think. Good to hear he's doing well. Doesn't sound like he's going to be making up with the Boston Red Sox anytime soon. I don't think he'll be back for uh, old timers day hanging with uh, John Henry or uh, Tom Warner or uh, LeBron James if he comes back uh, uh, ever. I don't know if he will, but uh, he probably will. I mean, he probably come back and uh, you know get a big uh, round of applause because. Uh, they love him. The Red Sox owners love him. I got to mention, he's on Hoppus. I wanted to give him a plug. I'm, you know, he does yep. these conversations. He has followers who watch him on Hoppus. Is that how you say it? Hoppus, Hoppus? Hoppus. And he does uh, different things. He, you know, does his work, his, his farms, he shows his animals, he builds his models, he talks politics, he talks sports. But you can subscribe and follow Schilling on, is it Hoppus? Can you get that from Hoppus? H-A- yeah, I'm going to look, yeah, look it up. P-A-S. So if you want to see what Schilling is up to in Tennessee, just uh, log on to Hoppus and uh, subscribe, I think. Is that what you got to do, subscribe? But uh, I'm sure you do, yeah. You know what? I like it. He's a man of his word. You know, lots of people threaten. They say, I'm not going to live here. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get out of here. He just one day said, I'm sick of it here. In the middle of his high, son's high, high school senior year, said, I'm out of here. And found a found 33 acres for all his animals down in Tennessee. And he sounds much, much happier. So good for yes. him. Haps.tv slash Kurt Schilling, by the way. Haps.happs dot dot TV slash Kurt Schilling. Haps. H-A-P-P-S. Haps. That's where you can find Schilling now. I I don't know. He wasn't kicked off Twitter, but uh, I think he might have been uh, suspended or banned or whatever, warned or shadow banned or something. His his days were numbered on uh, Twitter and Facebook, so now he's on Haps if you want to see what he has to say. And he's always got plenty to say. I did not know, and I thought I followed his career pretty closely, that he was addicted to painkillers from, what do you say, 2004 yep. to 2008 or nine. And when, and uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, he played through a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And uh, so he was uh, pretty much addicted for five or six years. And then when the negotiations with the Red Sox uh, took to Goldie, uh, they threatened to uh, use it against him. That's his it, accusation. You know what? Do me a favor, Dave. Reach out to the Red Sox. Just make a call. See what they say. Want yeah. to uh, join us and or give us a statement if uh, if they uh, disagree? Because I don't think I've ever heard that. I might have missed it because I don't read the Globe every day. Not that they, actually, they probably would have that, wouldn't they? Uh, so maybe it's been in the Globe. I don't know. Maybe it's been somewhere national. USA Today. And I missed it, but I don't believe he has admitted before uh, now that he was addicted for all for those many years and uh, affected affected the negotiations. I know he didn't pitch his last year because of injuries, but I think they got their money's worth out of Schilling. I think players, you know, often say they they bleed for this, they bleed for whatever championship. I can, uh, I you know, no one could say that with more authority than Kurt Schilling. So. Anyway. Was that? Did, I had to walk away and put my daughter to, to bed. Did, yeah, right. did he mention that somebody was selling the bloody sock? Did he mention that yeah, on the show? Selling the show? it. Uh, I believe it's been sold a couple times. They, they called Kurt for a reaction because a collector 
was selling it again. I don't know. I don't follow his collector stuff. I don't know how much. I don't. I, but I, he didn't. I guess my point was he didn't give a shit. Like he just no, just do whatever yeah. you want with it. Like I, I think I would care. That's a pretty big. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty true. big item. Oh, that's true. Maybe although I'm telling you, he he's a collector. He collects World War II stuff, which yep. is the most bizarre part of the Kurt Schilling slash Hall of Fame story. The most bizarre part that there are some people who didn't vote for him because he's a Nazi. And I would go, what? I had this argument with uh, one voter, Mike Shalin, the late Mike Shalin on the air. He said, yeah, he collects Nazi stuff. I go, yeah, he collects American stuff and British stuff and Italian stuff and Japanese stuff. He's a World War II buff. He has a pretty impressive collection of World War II memorabilia, which he donated to a World War II museum in New Orleans, I believe. I went to the World War II museum in Natick with him. He's a huge um, World War II historian, history buff. You don't just collect stuff from one, you know, one team, you know, you collect it from all of them. And some of his stuff was very valuable artifacts from Nazi Germany. <laughs> Lots of people do that. They read books about World War II. They go to they watch movies about World War II. It doesn't make them Nazis. God, that was frustrating to deal with people who actually said, I want to keep this guy out of the Hall of Fame. He belongs in the Hall of Fame, but he collects World War II memorabilia. So no, sorry, can't do it. That's what he's. That's what drove him nuts. That's what, and beyond that, it drove his wife and kids nuts. And I don't blame him. That would drive me nuts to hear an actual voter say, "I'm not voting for him because of that collection which he donated to a museum." I can't. I can't let him go into Cooperstown. I mean, it's just madness. But he doesn't have to do it much longer. He has one more year, and I'm pretty sure they will keep his ass out for one more year. And all those, uh, all those woke. Uh, shilling haters will be happy. And then eventually the old timers committee, whatever they call it, veterans committee will let him in. Cause I don't think there's as many woke guys on that committee as there is among the voters, particularly the, uh, the young voters, you know, people like uh, Jason Mastrano are going to, you know, never, ever let it, he could have 400 wins and he wouldn't get in uh, if it were up to some of these clowns, but whatever that's Kurt's, cross to bear and he will be dealing with it for only one more year and we'll check in with him again because it's always good to have him talk about take his shots at uh, at the writers but uh we appreciate it kurt Schilling, tennessee's own kurt i want to i want to like hang with his, his neighbors and stuff i want to have like a pig roast yeah oh, he was kind of teasing that there's uh that, that there's some celebrities in the neighborhood so we might have to if well, next time I, we're in nashville i think we got to make the call i can you know i could try and text him and see if he'll tell me like off the record which celebrities it's got to be some, you know, Tim McGraw, you know, whatever, uh, Kenny Chesney, you know, whatever type. Uh, can't be Taylor Swift. She doesn't live there anymore. She's more of a, no. you know, Beverly Hills, uh, whatever type. Thirty-three man. acres of thirty-three acres of land is my worst nightmare. Absolutely <laughs> worst nightmare. <laughs> what if you don't have to cut the grass? Feeding a baby goat is my second worst no. nightmare. It's Does that seem weird? He's like this real, life. real like he's kind of a thoughtful guy in a lot of ways. He reads a lot and. And he wants to feed baby goats. It's a strange hobby, but he's a strange guy. And he's, you know, you're not supposed to be in Boston feeding baby goats and chasing newborn calves around your backyard. That's a Tennessee thing. So I think he's uh, happy. I think he, he's where he belongs. So good luck to him. But uh, that was good. And thanks uh, to uh, DCU and Allied Paving and Shake Concrete and everybody for listening and watching on YouTube. I didn't watch any comments here. Uh, 
Well, that's because it wasn't live, Jerry. So, right, okay. yeah, I could have. You wanted me to type in some well, you comments. You could have. Yes, I there. thought you yeah. might. I got a few yeah. messages here. I thought it might be you, but uh, it was yeah. not. Uh, it was other people. But um, anyway, that will do it. That will do it for today. We appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Seven years ago, college wrestler Damian Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado. Everyone has been drinking or whatever the usual party scene. When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand. Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared. From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, The Life and Death of Damian Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanimal. Join me April 20th for the season premiere. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.